Hey, this is Ryan. And this is Steve, and you're listening to Seeky Cycle Hum, the Star Wars The Force Awakens podcast. <laughs> we're going to do a bonus episode that has nothing to do with guitar anything. No, uh, no it's not. We're just going to talk about Star Wars for a little while because we both saw it, and uh, we need to get some spoilers yeah, out there. We actually haven't talked about it at all. Not um, No, not to... I didn't not even know that you had seen it. I until, didn't know. I wasn't 100% sure that you guys had seen it. Yeah. Well, it's like so secretive. Everyone who's seen it yeah. has to just be yeah. quiet because you can't Did you just see it, it. At, at, down the road at Edwards? Yeah, of course. Okay. We actually... We saw Which it is a Regal's cinema. Is it Regal now? Well, it's owned by Regal. But it's, it's, it's the sign says Edwards. Right, yeah. right, yeah. Edwards yeah. and Regal are the yeah. same. It's the we, big theater in town. We saw it at Sinopolis. Oh, did in you? In Del Mar. Uh, but we didn't do any of the fancy thing. And it was really actually overwhelming because I had, it's a 21, we went to the 21 and up showing. Uh-huh. I left my ID at home. Oh, no. So we had to drive home, get it. We got back to the theater. We went in at like exactly at the showtime. But then they spend like 15 minutes taking everyone's orders before they take to even oh, start the previews. My kid is here. He's talking about it. Okay. Well, let's talk about Star Wars. All right. What do we want to talk about the Star Wars? Um, how did you feel about it? Did you enjoy it? Did you hate it? I posted my official non-spoiler review on Facebook and I, in a way that I don't think people even knew I was talking about Star Wars. Okay. Uh, what I wrote was, <laughs> was sometimes an artist remixes all of their greatest hits and do a single piece of art that's somehow better than that's somehow like its own special thing something like okay that. okay uh which is to say basically that i felt like the force awakens was a lot of retread it was a medley but it was done in a way where like i wasn't like oh here we here's this sure. thing again sure sure um, there was a lot of fan servicing in it. Yeah. How did, what did you think about it? I'll, I'll talk more about what I thought about the fan sure. servicing, but yeah, what, it's what's your initial impression? Very heavy on the fan servicing, you know, like, Oh, here's the character, you know, and love, here's the concept, you know, and love. Um, if I'm going to say the thing that I loved most about it mm-hmm. is a return to the tradition, to the original style of lightsaber fighting. You know, I've actually thought about that, and I think there are two things here. Um, one is that it was a return, and I, and I like that. And that's actually, like, more... There's always kind of this thing about, like, the lightsaber... Because the original lightsaber duel... It was, like, medieval style. was medieval style, exactly. Yeah. And then it just became, like, ninja style. It became so over the top that I bet that if you went and watched the prequels... And zoomed in on people's hands. Their hands weren't even moving. The lightsabers <laughs> were just CG spinning around their hands. Right. Because right. it was so over the top, like just like a glow stick spinning around. Yeah. That it was yeah. non, it wasn't human anymore. And I think that in, in the case of Luke Skywalker's handling of a lightsaber, you could say, well, he's, he's a novice. At at in in the original movies, at, at by the time he he reaches Return of the Jedi, like but he's, friggin' Darth Vader, it, exactly. So so in theory, by the time he reaches the end of Return of the Jedi, like he's like technically maybe Jedi Knight level, sure, but he's nowhere near like the level of like Obi Wan is in the Force Awakens when technically Obi Wan yeah was not a Jedi Knight, he was still a, an apprentice. Yeah, what happened to Joby Obi Wan? No, Joby Wan. What ben- happened to Obi Wan? Jo- Joby Wan Benobi. In between the prequels and 
and the other films were all of a sudden he got stupid slow with a and, lightsaber. Well, he was old. He hadn't used his lightsaber in 20 years. He's no, the, no, it's I, the I force. agree. It shouldn't matter. I, I agree. Um, I, I appreciate that they went back to the, the old style. And really, my whole point is that if they wanted to explain it the way, they could say, well, Kylo is like 30 years old. He was uh, trained by Luke. He was trained by Luke. Right. Uh, and Ray has zero experience. Yeah. Uh, Finn is a stormtrooper. So screw that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, as far as other fan servicing, obviously you've got Han Solo and you've got Chewbacca. Yeah. You got, you've, you've got C-3PO. You've got General Organa. You've got R2-D2. Who's General Organa? Leia. They just, oh, okay. Yeah, but, yeah. But it's insistent throughout that she's a general. Right, right. She's not a princess. Why is her name Organa now? That's her. That's always been her last name. Oh, really? Yeah. Shows how big of a fan I am. Yeah. Uh, so when, at the end of episode three, and this is established, this is actually established in like uh, later on. Uh-huh. Um, uh, this is established in, in, to to a sense in the original films. Sure. Um when they when the twins were split, Luke was sent to uh, Baru and Lars. Uh, I forget what their last. I don't know if their last name was Skywalker. Um, but Leia was sent to live with Bail Organa, who was a senator from right. the planet of Alderaan, and she took the last name. Right. So. <laughs> what? I'm a little distracted because my sleepy kid is coming here. I in my recording situation. Okay. Um, um, so. So anyway, that's that's my new show. Yeah. I the, the I think the thing that bothered me the most about it mm-hmm. about the new movie is uh okay so first Star Wars A New Hope blow up the Death Star yeah yeah Return of the Jedi oh there's a new Death Star let's blow it up yeah uh, it was really hard to figure out how to blow this up new movie oh there's a whole planet way huger than a death star we just discovered it let's have a little brainstorming plan like session on how to blow this thing up okay we figured it out in like three minutes let's go blow it up yeah like there's no effort for forward to even figure it out oh a giant planet that's a weapon how are we going to destroy this I, I well w- it must be how this thing that we I can do, destroy i do want to point out that um that the guitar nerds did enjoy this movie because in order to destroy the Starkiller base, they had to disable the oscillator. Uh-huh. And in order to get the Millennium Falcon into uh, hyperdrive, Ray had to bypass the compressor. Yeah, they had to bypass the compressor. That was a fun bit. It was it was the characters were fun. Uh I felt like Ray's character development was a little over the top. Like, I can do everything perfect. I know how to do everything. Right. That but, was a little obnoxious to me. I, I like a character that's a little bit more flawed. I think... Like, think of think of all the characters from A New Hope. Which one right. didn't have flaws? What's her flaw? Right. Is my point. Um, I, th- I think that maybe what her flaw may end up being though though who knows no i think what what they may do to explain explain that is that is um well let's her flaw is that she doesn't want to leave the dirt planet yeah yeah that's her her only flaw but that's not a flaw really it's a story point her mythology that she still believes that her family is coming for right which is bizarre because she's like she's like i'm with the resistance but i'm still wanting to go back to the desert planet 
to be with my resi to wait for my resistance family to come pick me up. But it's like you're at resistance headquarters. Why don't you just be like, hey, so who the hell are my parents? Yeah, anyone heard of my family? Yeah. Anyone going like, oh, I'm trying to get back to my hey, kid. Um, like so I'm 19 and like maybe 14, 15 years ago, uh, some resistance people left me on Jakku. Uh, is there any chance you guys might happen to know since this is like resistance headquarters? Like, uh huh. Who who that is? So anyway, yeah, Lauren's jumping up and down because... Honey, do you want to jump on the mic real quick? Like, just come sit next to me and say talk, say your piece. My favorite part, I think, or the thing I thought was silly was that after all this time, they've been looking for Luke Skywalker forever. Instead of his sister going to go see him, they were like, Hi, we've never met you, Ray. We don't know anything about you. Thanks for helping us out. Go find my brother. <laughs> yeah. We hey, trust you. We totally trust you. Hey, strange girl, go find the most important person in the world, so, in the universe. So this is... It takes 15 minutes to get there. So this is where... Well, yeah, so that's the one thing is they get there super fast. But this is where you start getting into, like, the fan theory stuff. Uh -huh. um, and I think before we get into that, I, I do want to say I, this movie is basically like a beat-for-beat -beat recreation of A New Hope. Oh, Totally. But I didn't hate it. Like, and, and this it's, is the thing is, yeah. is I don't know if it's because the prequels were just so hard to watch that they could have like just put out like they could have intentionally tried to sabotage this. Yeah, and I still would have thought it was awesome as long as it was better than the prequels. No part of this movie was awkward or made me feel embarrassed. Yeah, most parts of the prequels made me feel awkward and embarrassed. Yeah, uh, there's that's that's definitely fair. And it was completely entertaining throughout, despite any plot holes or lack of conflict development or sure. any other kind of nerdy the, film the, sort of thing you could have. The biggest weakness I think is we've all seen Star Wars. Uh -huh. So we already know, and we've all seen so many heroes journey yeah. things that we already know, like the hero's going to survive. We already sure. know, you know, know these kinds of things. Um, so there is like, a, excuse me, a lack of danger um, because it's very safe at this point because we've already like come to expect these things. Yeah. I think my um, main, I think my main criticism is that in the, the, conflicts of the story the resolutions came too easy sure everything um, came really easy i thought that the one big thing that separated this from the prequels is i thought the acting was a lot better way better um way, way and better. daisy ridley's like basically a rookie act actor john boyega doesn't have a ton of experience from what i've seen uh -huh. uh, um oscar isaac who played he played uh poe dameron yeah. Uh, the Starfighter guy uh, has been in a few. I guess he was in uh, Inside Lewin Davis, the Coen Brothers film. Uh huh. And he's been in a, in a few other things that have had critical acclaim. But for the most part, like the main characters were people with not a ton of experience. And I will say, a lot of people are complaining about Adam Driver's um, take on Kylo Ren that, oh, Oh, here's the new Disney princess, Kylo Ren. <laughs> I thought that... I thought it was fun. I thought he was a really... He was a very human and relatable yeah, I thought character. his emotional roller coaster made a lot more sense than Anakin's did in the prequels. I thought when he like was did his whole... Oh, tell, oh, you're giving me bad news. I'm going to trash my control room. Totally. I thought that actually made sense to the character. I thought, you know, I thought the whole reveal of his character was a lot of fun. I thought it was 
and you know, I you I saw you know the the trailers and stuff like that. I was like, oh, who's this asshole going to be? Is it going to be Mark Hamill under there? Right. You right. know, like, uh, w- are they trying to just well, make it? I was, I, was, worried, I, was, I was worried that they were just trying to make another Darth Vader. Sure. And they totally did, didn't. It's his, his, his own character. He, you start out like getting introduced to him and you're thinking like, okay, this is some dark, like alien or something like that. You're expecting another, uh, well, and he's got like Sith type character. He's got super like dark, like so super dark. dark side powers. Yeah. In terms of, you know, he stops you, a, you like see, a laser blast yeah, opening scene. So we, we've all seen in the original trilogy, like when Han Solo tries to shoot in, in return of the Jedi. So return of the Jedi Empire, it's empire strikes back. Han Solo in Cloud City tries to shoot Darth Vader, and Darth Vader's like, "Screw that!" and he just blocks it with his hand. Like, and it, you see it hit his hand, and he just blocks it, and then he pulls the gun. Right. Kylo Ren doesn't even block he it. He the, freezes the plasma bolt. That in was that was a brilliant part of it. I yeah. was really excited about that. I was like, "That's a cool thing that they just did. That's a new thing they're showing." But, makes, but, but it makes sense. It makes sense within the universe. Yeah of what's going on um, because it's, it's not science fiction. It's, it's, it's not, it's, it's space sci- opera. It's science fantasy fiction. Yeah. And that's totally like a fantasy thing. Like yeah. that's, and I loved that, that it just sat there and sat there and sat there. Yeah. And, you and never then when find he's out. like, and then when he's like, all right, they go to the ship, then it finishes its transit. Yeah. And like blows something up. Yeah. It and was, it was like a neat scene. But then like with the whole reveal of him taking off the mask where he's like frustrated, like interrogating her. Yeah. And, and he's just like, Oh, you want to see who I am? Here's who I am. I'm sick of this. Yeah. Like and he's, he's a frustrated. And he's just a regular dude who angry, happens to be a Darth Vader fanboy. He's an angry, raged out younger dude. Yeah. And it's like, this is a great character. This is a fully like hashed out character. Yeah. Like you think of a new hope. Darth Vader wasn't hashed like a fully hashed out character. He was just a dark villain. Yeah. There wasn't a lot there. I thought they definitely like, you know, in, in the original trilogy, you keep hearing, you know, Oh, I Luke says, Oh, I know there's still good in him. I know there's still good in him. But in the fourth Force Awakens, you actually see, like, you have the Little dialogue like, where he's saying, like, "Oh, you have I, hope I'm, that there's I'm, good in him." I'm feel, I'm feel, where he goes to his master, uh, and is like, "Oh, I, I was feeling the the pull again. I I don't like oh, right." You uh, see his like he you see his weakness. Yeah, um, yeah. He's a very he's a very human, very hash out character, and I really appreciated that. Uh, I, I thought. I thought the characters were great as far as the couple main characters. How did you feel about uh, Harrison Ford? Uh, there are moments where Harrison Ford is just being Harrison Ford in a bad way. Sure. And there are moments where I'm like, oh, Han Solo, I missed you. Right, right. Yeah, there's a couple There's a couple good moments in there. I. <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what they do in the rest of the franchise with bringing Mark Hamill back in. Yeah. Uh, I thought... Uh, uh, Leia's character was was it was kind of she was kind of hard to watch a lot of the time. I, think, I thought I feel like she had an appropriate place. Like she pulled, she wasn't the main character. She 
filled the role that yeah. you know, like a a rebel general would have in well, and, and the original I'm, trilogy. I think it's hard also to be, be in that position where, as a general, you're like thinking about this process where you still believe that your son can has good in him. Sure, sure. But you're actively like campaigning and and putting together battle strategies that so, could like, result in your son being killed. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I, I think the biggest weakness of episode seven, if you, if you're not a star Wars person, then obviously it's like, if you, if you're not, if you can't buy into the big, big picture and you can't go past the idea of like, this was a lot of fan service. Yeah. Then the biggest weakness was that it's a lot of introductions and it, all it really does is set up for it, for the next film. Yeah. I think uh, we were talking earlier off mic, or was it during the last episode recorded, like kind of the balance of the practical effects and the CG. I thought the practical effects, all super good. Yeah. I was really excited about them all. I really uh, was not happy about a lot of the character CG. Like you got a lot of like really gelatinous, unrealistic looking skin. Right. And like weird expressions out of characters and there's something about having a real physical character there for other actors to interact with. Yeah. I, um, I will say that at least, um, I mean, there's, there's plenty of room in any star Wars movie for CG. Save it for the, the ships and the space battles. Right. And I, I will say like, at least that those, those characters, um, at least one of those characters is at least somewhat inconsequential. Sure. Uh, the other one is a little more important and will probably, I'm guessing, will be back well, I in hope future they, episodes. I hope they dial up the either the quality of the CG or they bring in a more practical effect direction yeah. with that character. I have appreciated... What was the name of that character? The the yellow uh, lady? Maz Kanata. Maz or Maz Kanata. Maz Kanata. Uh, I really appreciated that they didn't do the George Lucas thing and just say, we're going to throw a billion CGI creatures on oh, the screen totally. that for no purpose at all totally and there um, were plenty of creatures there were yeah plenty yeah. of creatures but it wasn't like we've got to fill every part of the screen with yeah them. it was definitely like a lot a, a much more grittier feel yeah. apparently there's a lot of things because i've been reading a lot of articles there's a lot of things that are kind of left unexplained in the movie that are explained better in the novelization sure but, but who wants to read books yeah not for star wars <laughs> They're going to make like 30 of these movies now that Disney controls it. Well, they're it. doing this one ne- this year. I, I think it's this year. They're supposed to do uh, Rogue One, which, which is, is like, like the, a prequel. It's about, isn't it about like the, the team that gets the plans for the original Death yeah. Star? That'll be, that'll be interesting. Something that I was a fan of is that, what's the name of like the ace like fighter pilot in the new one? Uh, Poe Dameron. That guy had the original trilogy style haircut going on. Right. I'm looking forward to seeing a, a prequel where everyone has 70s style hair. <laughs> like I really, I'm really hoping for that. <laughs> like I want to, I want to get that kind of 70s feel, you know? Yeah. I, I think, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how they explained some of the things like you're saying, like Ray, 
uh, you know, the Supreme Commander Snoke says, like, oh, you feel the awakening or whatever. Right. And all of a sudden, like, and in in the in a new hope, Obi-Wan meets Luke. And even when Luke goes to Dagobah and Empire Strikes Back, he's pretty green. He's pretty green. And yeah. Yoda's like, oh, he's and then too Yoda's old. pretty green. I don't. <laughs> Yoda's like, I don't I don't want to deal with this. I'm I'm old and he's too old and, right. and whatever. He's, he's resistant. And right. then here's Ray, who's basically the same age Luke was like similar uh-huh. age, maybe a little old, maybe even a little older. And all of a sudden, like all of this insanity is happening to her. And she's just like naturally growing in her understanding of the force. It would be, it would be really neat to see her have more of a storyline where she's almost completely self-taught and discovers it herself. Yeah. Well, you know, episode eight is going to have like her being trained by Luke and it'll be interesting to see where that goes because Luke doesn't want to train anyone because this whole thing is yeah. his fault to begin with. So he was Kylo Ren was his student. It would, it'll be, it would be an interesting storyline to have him be very resistant. Yeah. Maybe even have some dark qualities to him. Mark Hamill plays dark characters yeah. so well. Oh yeah. He's such a great villain. A lot of people say that forget Heath Ledger. Mark Hamill is the best Joker. 100%. 100%. He's the best Joker. I would love it if he plays a very dark, very troubled, very right. like on the edge Luke Skywalker who's like he's not the bright optimistic kid he was. He's seen some terrible stuff now and he's got like to mirror uh uh Kylo have him be like I'm fighting to keep myself out of the dark side. Right. You know. Right. But he's right. Yeah. And that would, that be, would be really that would cool. That would be interesting storyline. There are a lot of different fan theories floating around, some more mainstream than others. I'm in a couple groups uh, where it's just more like just fans talking to other fans. Yeah. So you don't have like the 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 big media, oh, here's this, that, and whatever. And so people are kind of just throwing out ideas that are more like, well, if I was doing, if I was writing Star Wars, this is how I would write it. So this, you get different things like that. I mean, the basic storyline of these things is so simple and so open-ended. Anything could really happen and anyone yeah. could come up with their ideas of how they think it should go. Well, well, what we've... But it's, it's a, it's a, like a, like a very loose Shakespearean family drama sort of thing, you know, that's all it is. And it's going to keep to that. It's going to be like, oh, no, my brother, my father, my sister, my mother. You know, that's what it's always going to be. So I th- I think it, what will be interesting, there, like I said, there's a lot of ideas out there. Um, I think at this point, one of the things that makes the film interesting is that I feel like Ray is probably the most powerful force user we've seen in any of the Star Wars films. At least in terms of right like, off the bat, anyways. At least in terms of progress, exactly. Where yeah. she has zero training. She zero- likes, she self taught herself on a hunch. Yeah. She well, she self taught herself like basically that like oh this guy's trying to manipulate my mind. What if I try to manipulate his mind? Oh yeah, you're afraid that you're not going to be as cool as Darth Vader. Right. Um. What? Yeah. Oh, and, where did and, that come from? I guess then, I got the. I guess I had the force. Yeah. I have the and force then now. oh hey uh. You should come over here and like unlock me. Nah, that's cool. No, really, you should do it. Okay. You know who that guy was? Apparently, that was Daniel Craig. Really? From you know, James <laughs> Bond. Um, and then you know, she, 
Kylo Ren's trying to pull the lightsaber out of the snow. And she's like, nah, bro, that's mine. Yeah. And then they have the whole fight and they're going back and forth and it's super aggressive, but it's old school lightsaber fighting. And maybe we'll get some sort of, and then, Oh, okay. 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 I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. So, so he, he's like, you know what you need? Like you're really powerful. I could teach you. And then she like has this moment. So it's super aggressive, right? That whole Uh fight is just them smashing on each other. Yeah. And, and then he's like, he's like, I could train you. And she's like, nah, bro. But in that moment before she's like, nah, she like has this moment of clarity. And then her fighting style changes. Yeah. Basically. So there's this theory that's put out that, and maybe we can talk about this. Have you, have you read any of this stuff or thought no, about it? I don't care enough to read all this so, stuff. So basically the idea is that, that Ray is already, has been force trained, that she was a Jedi child. And, okay. we, and basically so she, it's all just like coming back she basically PTSD'd herself out of it and the whole part of this theory is that whoever her parents were were like very powerful Jedi so maybe she was like one of the kids that like Luke was training yeah, or so, something already so she was trained she was so the the theory that I think I like the most and I think Andrew Thomas won't like this but whatever um, <laughs> well is is that is I like the idea that um, she is Luke's daughter. Sure, yeah, that would and that's kind of it's be completely predictable. It's for, completely predictable, yeah. which is I know that's why Andrew doesn't like it. Um, but that she's Luke's daughter, and and I didn't come up with this. Someone else came up with this. I think Ruben Graham might have come up with this. Uh-huh. Um, is that she's Luke's daughter? He was training her when all of the stuff went down with Kylo, where he kills everyone right but he didn't actually kill her she somehow survives but luke doesn't know she's hidden she's hidden the way the way that leia was yeah and that's what drives luke into exile is not that all of his students died at the hand of his apprentice but that he that he thinks his daughter is dead and he can't deal with it it's the same story really with han and han and leia where they can't be together because them being together only makes them think of of Kylo, sure. Luke can't be around the resistance because that only makes him think of, of Ray. So that's why Ray is like, so super powered because she's Luke's kid. Right. Um, and in turn, that's, what's really going to make this whole thing really interesting. The way it goes down the other, the other plot, like plot theory. It's not a theory. It's a, wouldn't it be cool if that, that I liked is that, so if Ray is Luke's kid, that makes Ray and Kylo cousins. Uh-huh. Kylo's real name is Ben. Right. Anyway, um, that makes them cousins. The story that I actually think is really, uh, that I saw someone write that would be really cool to see happen is that somewhere in the second movie, Kylo becomes a redeemed character. I could see that happening. In the second movie, but at the end of the second movie, Ray, because she's so powerful becomes a dark becomes a dark succumbs to the dark side sure and the entire last movie is about kylo redeeming ray and like having to deal with this person who's so intensely powerful yeah and he's like trying to deal with his own darkness yeah whatever. and so and so finally We're getting into a lot of just this theory this kind of goes into fan theory stuff let's wrap um, it up but yeah overall i really liked it i'm i'm, I'm ready for eight already um, which isn't going to come out till 2017. Right. Um, and I've just been reading a ton of stuff. Some of the stuff is super dumb. The worst theory, I'll throw this out. Last, last one. The worst theory 
Kylo Ren is a double agent. Oh my gosh. The theory is that Kylo Ren intentionally turned himself to the dark side so he can infiltrate the First Order in order to overthrow it. If that is anywhere remotely close to anything that happens, I take everything back. Episode 7 was a terrible movie. You want to hear a worse theory that I just came up with? What's her name? What's the character's name? Ray. Ray. Ray is Luke and Leia's daughter. Oh my god. Super, super incest. Super, uh, you know, Shakespearean family drama. <laughs> there you go. Super inaccessible to American audiences. Yeah. Good luck. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to our very bizarre Star Wars episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know what? Honestly... This is the episode that can probably have the most listens because it's accessible to the most number of people. We can we can promote this to our uh, non-gear friends. Yeah, yeah. Be like, hey, listen to these two douchebags oh talk gosh. about Star Wars. Oh my gosh. Okay, guys. See you on our next regular episode. All right. Bye.